to Single Soulmate Podcast, where we help you, the love warrior or love warrior to be, to go from single to with your soulmate, living the life of your dreams. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another love lesson. And uh, I am so excited to be here with you to talk to you uh, about your love life, what's not working, what what's going on and what can be done about it. So um, there is a, uh, a thing that we see out there so much where people say, well, I'm not ready to, to think about love or relationships or dating or anything like that. I've got to work on myself first. And so um, we see that a lot, right? I got to work on myself. I got to work on myself. And <clears throat> take a drink of water. Hey, if you're here live with me, go ahead and post a comment in the uh, chats there um, of where you're watching from. Um, I got an itch in my nose. Okay, um, of where you're uh, where you're watching me from. Okay, um, so working on myself. So a lot of people say, well. Um, uh, you know, I can't focus on love or, or dating or men or relationships. I got to work on myself. So first of all, I want you to understand that the idea that pursuing your dream of, of soulmate love, pursuing your dream of marriage, uh, pursuing your, your dreams of, uh, of love and marriage and stuff like that, and kind of like working on yourself, and I'm gonna talk about what that, what that is, are not mutually exclusive. In fact, they are the same. One of the biggest mistakes that women do when they um, are thinking about, let's say, working with us, is they think that basically, when I feel all healed, all ready, 100% ready to go, then I'll come work with you. As if we're like, you know, like a matchmaker, like we're gonna just pluck some guy off the street and drop him into your house. That's like saying, I'm, I'm not in shape and I wanna get fit and healthy, um, but I won't join a gym until I lose some weight and get a good exercise routine going. It's like, what? That's why you join a gym to do that, right? I won't get a personal trainer until I lose some weight, right? Um, it, it, it really doesn't make, make sense. So first of all, understanding that you at the center of your core are when you are, uh, working on yourself. And again, we'll talk about what that really means. Um, that is the path, what we call becoming your own, own soulmate first. That is the path to soulmate love. Um, here's the thing, here's the big problem with this idea of, uh, I got to work on myself and why this is the worst thing you can do for your love life. Because 95, 98, 99% of the people who say I'm going to work on myself, what they really mean is I'm going to work by myself on myself. And that right there is the kiss of death. The chances of things changing in a significant way when you are working by yourself, on yourself, 
is so little. Because let's examine what working by yourself, on yourself means. Number one, you're going against biology. Us human beings are uh, social beings. So we learn best in groups and we do hard things better in groups. The idea that you're going to isolate yourself and work on something by yourself that is hard, that you have failed at, been unsuccessful at, not just for a few days or a few weeks, but year after year after year after year is pure folly. That's just not the way human beings work. Is there aspects of it where you have to do by yourself? Of course. But if you are the one who is directing the work on yourself, you've got the person who created the problem trying to create the solution. This doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. And I say that not because you're a bad person, not because you, you are not a smart person. I say that because at the scene of the crime, of every crime, is you. Right? The, the guy who's a schmucko and who, um, you know, cheated on you, lied, stole from you, you picked him. You picked him. So you didn't pick him because you say, this guy's going to treat me badly. You didn't pick him because you said, clearly this guy is a liar and a cheat. You picked him because you thought he was a good person. So us human beings are meaning-making machines. So the person who created the problem, picked the person who's all wrong, is now going to make up what it means. What it means is that I should never do this and that and the other, or I should always do this, that, and the other. Your thinking process is what got you where you are. Your thinking process cannot by itself gets you out of where you are because the meaning making that you're making about that relationship is part of the problem of why your next relationship will be as good as that and most likely worse. Why? Because the meanings that you make up about what happened there are going in one direction, down. They just are. That's what's happening. Because you created the problem with your best thinking and your best thinking got you where you are. You're not going to say, hey, I'm going to be dumber going forward. You're going to say, I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to try to be smarter, right? You're going to basically take your best thinking, which landed you where it is, and you're going to say, I'm going to try harder in isolation. So you're going against biology. Number two, This is uh, one of the meanings that people make is that either they are really wrong or I am really wrong. They are really bad or I am really bad. And really what it is, is there's door number three. You didn't know. You didn't know what you didn't know. If all you have around you is people that smoke cigarettes and you go home and everybody's smoking cigarettes and you hang out with your friends and they're smoking cigarettes and you go to work and people are smoking cigarettes. It's no surprise that you end up smoking cigarettes. 
It's just no surprise. So what you have around you, everything that you have around you has led to your having the type and quality of relationships that you have. And to say by sheer willpower alone, I'm going to change this is not a recipe for success. It just isn't. That Again, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. just means that's not going to work. So what you're making this mean, this whole breakup, the schmucky guy, all, what you're making this mean is critical. So working on yourself by yourself is a recipe for disaster because you don't know what you don't know. You don't know your blind spots. You don't know what you don't know and you are the person that has created the problem and so with with it without a uh, a community of people around you to help you see what you don't see it's just the chances of things changing is very little so the other thing is you you're like okay but i'm gonna read a book here's the thing about it and and we're big readers and stuff like that that will only take you so far because the bigger the issue, the more challenging it is for you. And here's the thing. The book can't reach into your head and have a real conversation with you. You can't ask a book a question. It can't say, hey, you know, Judy or Susie or whatever your name is, um, that issue that you're having with your mother, with your father, with your brother, with your sister, with your neighbor, with your friend, with your ex, that particular issue, that is part of the problem. It can't do that because it's not talking to you and with you, right? And so you'll read something that does apply to you, but because of your own blind spots, you'll say, yeah, that doesn't apply to me. And you'll move on. And that could be the very thing that applies to you. Or you literally won't see it. Now, when you say this, you're like, well, that can't be. I, I know how to read. It's not about knowing how to read. It's about your, your emotional consequences, your emotional uh, ability to read what you're actually, to absorb what you're actually reading. And when something is too emotionally uh, tough, then you, you simply can't absorb it. This is why in our programs, we have coaching. You get to talk one-on-one -on -one with, uh, with our coaches. You get to talk with us every week on the phone with us, talking with us about things. We had a, a client today who was having a situation who was describing a, a interaction with, in this case, her mother. And the way she was thinking about the interaction, the way she was approaching it was the problem. Not the interaction itself. It's the meaning making that she was making about it. So if you're looking at just the situation instead of what you're making it mean, and it's, she's a super smart person, fast thinking, really smart person. She just didn't know what she didn't know. She didn't see that. It was a blind spot. So it took me saying the like, okay, let me show you this direction. Let me shine a light on it this way. Think about it this way. How about that? Does that make sense? Are you absorbing that? Yes. That would never happen with a book. Why? Because you're in isolation. That's not how human beings work. When you think about out in the plains of Africa, right, when the, the tigers or the lions are chasing the deer or whatever, um, which one ends up getting killed? The one that's by themselves. And you know what? Human beings 
are really not much more resourceful or strong or anything like that than deer or antelope. And so we all grew up, not grew up like ourselves, but our ancestors thousands of years ago, grew up understanding that there is not only safety in a group, but that's how we succeed. So all of us are descendants of people who understood that collaboration, community, being in a tribe, that's how we are safe and this is how we grow and succeed. So working on yourself by yourself is a recipe for being isolated and getting killed by lions, tigers, but also by, um, hey, Kayla, let me know if I'm pronouncing your name right, Kayla. I think it's Kayla, right? Um, so this is not the recipe for success. Now, if you needed to learn how to bake a cake, well, there's not a lot of emotions there. So you read a recipe, you put the stuff in, you're pretty much gonna get, get the cake. Because there's not a lot of, you need to learn how to fix a car, open up the instruction manual, do this or that. Yeah, there's not a lot of emotion there. When you get into this area of your life, the emotions are high. The stakes are super high. You're talking about the one relationship that will make the biggest difference in your uh, well-being and happiness for the rest of your life, more so than money, more so than career success, more so even than health. Your primary romantic relationship is the number one determinant of your well-being and happiness for the rest of your life. Are the stakes pretty high? You're damn right they are. So when the stakes are the highest, working on yourself by yourself says, when the stakes are the highest, I need the most help to make the biggest decision of my life. I'm going to go in isolation, get as little help as possible. It makes no sense whatsoever. People buy a house, which is for most people, the largest financial decision of their lives. Do they just, start picking houses and just walk in and go that one. No, at the minimum, you get a real estate agent at the minimum. And if you have a good real estate agent, they educate you about what you should be looking for, what you shouldn't be looking for, what matters, what doesn't matter, right? How to choose the right house for you. Why? Because the stakes are high. This is quite possibly the largest financial decision of your life. It would not be wise to walk in there with no experts in that field and buy a house for half a million dollars, a million dollars, two million dollars, whatever. That would not make sense. But people say, okay, so that's what I do for real estate. Um, what about for a job, right? What about for graduating college? Do you go through the entire college and, and grad school experience and never have a conversation with a guidance counselor or a professor or someone who's got the job or the degree that you want? No. You talk to people that have what you want. But then you take something that is actually a bigger impact in your life. And then people say, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure that I talk to people that don't have the results I want, my girlfriends, you know, or I'm going to only do things at arm's length where no one can actually have a conversation with me. And that's how I'm going to make the largest decision of my entire life that matters more than my finances, my health or anything else in my life. That's how I'm going to make that biggest decision. Does this really make that much sense?
working on yourself by yourself simply doesn't make sense. Working on yourself and growing together in community is how people succeed. That's why every professional athlete doesn't just work out in the woods by themselves. They get coaches and they have usually a lot of coaches around them. Why? Because they want the result. They want the championship. They want the, the whatever the thing is. They want to reach that level of mastery in their lives. That's what love warriors do. They get on the path of the love warrior. They say, I want to be a student of love. I want to learn about this. Now, if you are already getting love, healthy relationship classes in high school, you wouldn't need to work with us. If you were already getting love, relationship, healthy relationship classes in college taught by people who had the results, you wouldn't need to work with us. But the reality is you didn't get those classes, neither did I. And the reality is that the classes that are taught in college and grad school and stuff like that for uh, psychiatrists, psychotherapists and stuff like that is head knowledge and it still doesn't sink into the heart. That's why we have quite a bit of psychotherapists that work with us. Not because they're not smart people, they're very smart people. Just like you, smart person. Maybe you're not a psychotherapist, maybe you are. But doctors, lawyers, uh, nurses, teachers, social workers, smart people, college degrees, many advanced degrees. It's not about being smart, it's about knowing what to do in this particular area of life. Look, I know a lot about love and relationships. Laura and I have been helping women for 15 years. But if you ask me to help you fix your car, I literally don't, I, I barely even know what the engine looks like. I turn, I, I mean, I used to turn the key, now I just push the button. But if I push the button, it doesn't work. I just call somebody. Because I don't know about that. Don't ask me about that, right? Hey, Kayla. So, but ask me about love and relationships. Look, you don't know why you're in this position. And that doesn't mean because it's because you're a bad person. That may be what you're thinking, or it may, you may be saying, well, what it is, is online dating doesn't work. This makes about as much sense as saying my last guy, I met him at the grocery store. Grocery store guys are terrible. I'm never going to meet another guy in a grocery store because all those grocery store guys are terrible. Or I met um, my last boyfriend and he was terrible. I met him at church. Church guys are no good. It's not like there's bunches of guys online that like exist online and don't exist in real life. You exist in real life and online. There's other guys that do that too. What it is is online gives you feedback at a faster pace about you. And a lot of people don't like it, so they like to blame online dating. Meanwhile, on, it's getting close to 50% of all new relationships start online. And I say it's getting close to because the number keeps going up and up and up. It used to be when we first started out, uh, it was in the 20s, then it was in the 30s, then it was in the 40s. Now it's getting into mid 40% of new relationships start online. Why is that? Why is it exploding? Because there's so many more things you can do with online dating that is actually superior to in-person. And right now in the middle of COVID, that's where our clients are meeting people. That's where they're getting into relationships. That's where they're meeting people. 
It's just like meeting someone at the grocery store, meeting someone at the post office, meeting someone at church, meeting someone at the DMV. I don't know, like meeting someone anywhere. It's not the place, it's you. And a lot of people don't like to, to think that. So when you're working on yourself by yourself, you are making meaning of a whole bunch of different things that probably don't serve you. How do you know it doesn't serve you? Because your best thinking got you where you're at. Again, doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just That's just way human beings work. That's the way the mind works and stuff like that. So what you want to do is be working on yourself in community with expert guidance and people that can help you see your blind spots because you've got them. And for those of us that are experienced, they're big, they're glaring, there's neon signs on it, and you're completely oblivious to it. But you know who's picking up those blind spots? The men you're dating. The knucklehead guys see that like a beacon call. Hey, liars, cheaters, duds, going nowhere men, come talk to me because I don't know the difference between you and the quality man. They may not say, oh, I saw her do this and that, but those guys are drawn to you. And the quality guys, they're repelled. They're moving in a different direction. You know where they're going? They're going to our clients or other, other women, whatever. I'm just saying they're going someplace else because they're not meeting, coming to you, right? That's what you're experiencing. Why is that? Why is it that the good guys that are getting married all the time, like look at, so uh, Lucy is a professional woman in, in San Francisco, just got engaged to her fiance, Fernando. Um, why is it that in San Francisco, where so many women say there's just not enough good, straight guys around, all the guys here are gay or something like that, nothing against gay guys, but if you're a straight woman, you're looking for a not gay guy, right? Why is that? How is it that Lucy and other of our clients in big cities, small towns, whatever, are able to find these guys? How is that possible? If all the good ones truly are taken, because maybe they know something that you don't and working on yourself, by yourself to discover it, you've got the person who created the problem trying to uncreate the problem, and you don't know what you're missing. You don't even know how you got there. So think about uh, working on yourself in community with expert guidance. Now you have a recipe for success. It's what you did to, uh, to graduate college. You didn't go in there and just hang out with your fellow students. You actually were led by a professor, by professors. If you maybe had a complex double major or something like that, you didn't just go figure it out. You went to a guidance counselor who guided you because they know what it is that you want and they know how to get you there, right? If you wanted to climb the corporate ladder, you probably talked to people at your corporation about how to navigate up the corporate ladder. You don't talk to the guy who works in the mailroom and say, how do I get to be executive vice president? Because he doesn't know. Otherwise, he would be there. And if your girlfriend knew how to attract a high quality man and knew exactly what she did, she would be with a high quality man and she would be able to lay out for you all those steps. But most people don't know. Even the people that are with somebody, they're like, I met him in the grocery store and I had a red dress. That's the secret. Go to the grocery store with a red dress. 
probably not the biggest factor in that, that relationship working out, right? So here's the thing. There is a lot of, I, the concept of working on yourself is good. It's how are you doing that? And how long do you wanna do it by yourself in the way that hasn't been working for years? Women that decide that, look, all of this success in my career is gonna be empty if in 30, 40, 50 years from now, I'm basically growing old alone. All of this, you know, nice house, you know, making money, traveling, all of that stuff. It's not really that helpful if I have nobody special to share it with. It's just not. Is it better than being homeless? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, is that really the comparison? Is it better than being broke? Yeah. Is it better than being in a relationship with a schmucky guy? Yeah. But isn't that obvious? Is that really the bar? Like how low? Like I can either be with a schmuck guy a terrible guy, or I can be alone. Like both of these things are things that you don't want. How about what you do want? If you wanna actually find out uh, or have a discussion about what, and get some clarity about what is it that you really do want, and you're in a place where you want to get that clarity right now because just fucking fed up with the way things are going in your life and going round and around in circles, you're gonna wanna get on a call with uh, with Lara. Um, yeah, get on a call with Laura. If you're a single professional woman, meaning you're not in a relationship with someone, you're not trying to get your ex back and all that type of stuff, you're actually single, been single for a while, really ready to uh, do something different in your life and see what it, how is it that you've been like holding yourself back, self-sabotaging. Basically, find out what's what is uh, been holding you back? What are your blind spots? And then you want to get clear on where you want to go and figure out how to get there uh, as fast as possible. Get on the phone with Lara because that is where you get some clarity. We call it a love breakthrough clarity call. Sometimes we call it a love breakthrough assessment call because Lara is assessing what's going on and what do you want and when do you want to get there? You want to get there as soon as possible? Look, if you're okay with being single for another five, 10 years and stuff like that, don't bother getting on the call. Just, you know, gather more information and stuff like that. But if you're really ready to like, you know what, I actually want to get there as soon as possible. I'm fed up with the way things have been going. Um, get on the call. All right. Hope you have a good day. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. If you'd like to see if we can help you find true love, marriage, family, so you can live your happy ever after or happily ever after, the best way to see if or how we can help is to get on the phone with my dear wife, Dr. Lara, one-on-one for a free Love Breakthrough Clarity Call, where you'll get crystal clear on three things. First, what's been holding you back in your love life? Second, what is it that you really want? And third, what's the fastest and surest way to get you there, starting right away from where you are right now? Now, if you're looking to make a change in your love life and, and maybe in your whole life, but you don't know what to do or what's the best first step so you don't waste any more precious time or energy and you want to know exactly what you need to do to get out of this stuck or frustrated place that you may find yourself in and you want to do the right thing in the right way right now, you're going to want to book that Love Breakthrough Clarity Call 
immediately with Lara. Just go to singletosoulmate.com forward slash call to book a call. That's singletosoulmate.com forward slash call for a free love breakthrough clarity call that is for you if you're a single professional woman who is as serious about her love life right now as you've been about getting your career or degree success. Now, again, that's singletosoulmate.com forward slash call to book your life-changing love breakthrough clarity call right away.